Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live video on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Today is Tuesday, November the 19th, and I'd like to wish all of our viewers, listeners, and handicappers and contributors to the show a very, very happy World Toilet Day today. This is really a big day for everybody involved, and the global celebrations will be ringing throughout the entire day today, or shall I say flushing for World Toilet Day. But we do have a very big show today, as we do every day. We're going to kick it off with some basketball with our very own expert handicapper, Triple B, Tony Brown, joining us right here. We're going to talk uh, Knicks at 76ers, Spurs at Wizards, and we're going to throw in a little college basketball with St. Mary's at Fresno State for you. Then, Tony L.T. Gray tell us, the tiger will roar. I'm going to talk college football, Colorado State, Wyoming, UCLA at USC, the game of the century, I might add, where UCLA no doubt will inflict a massive upset on those spoiled brats of USC. K-State to Texas Tech, and then we're going to top it all off with Sean Higgy Smalls Higgs our very own superstar himself. We'll talk NFL with some Colts at Texans, Bucks at Falcons, Jags at Titans. That's what we're going to be covering today. Again, we give out a lot of free picks on this show. You can get even more at picksandparlays.net. And when you're ready, you can kick it up and go with our expert picks. Visit picksandparlays.net. If you want to contribute on the show, we'd love to hear from you. Who are you betting on? What do you think of our picks? Aren't I great looking and wonderful? Want to hear it all from you. All you got to do is go to our social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. You could hashtag Parley Radio, or you could fill in the comment box on any one of those uh, services, and we will put it up on the screen. Listen to how old I sound. I sound like Chip Chirimba services. Uh, and we'll put it up on the screen, and we'll endeavor to answer it on the show. Rude is okay. Not too rude, though, because super rude, well, that probably won't make it up on the screen. All right, once again, big hello to our men and women in uniform. In fact, I say once again, I didn't say it to begin with. So now I'll say it. Big hello to our men and women in uniform listening around the world on the American Forces Network. We're so glad you're with us. We will be right back after the break. NBA and college basketball with Triple B, Bookie, Blaster, Brown, joining us right after the break. And uh, we welcome you back to Picks and Parlays. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber. And do find me there, because uh, I have a lot of fun with the Twitter feed. Uh, we really do. Um, anyway, welcome back to the show. This is the segment we promised you we would get to some basketball. And who better to talk basketball with than our very own resident handicapper, the Triple B himself, Tony Brown. Tony, happy World Toilet Day to you, my friend. Thank you, man. Sorry I couldn't get into the studio. I'm celebrating World Toilet Day. I just got up off the toilet. It does actually sound a little like you are talking to us from the throne itself, in which case that makes it even more awesome. So anyway, thank you. Welcome to the show, Tony. Uh, let's talk some basketball, shall we? Uh, we have uh, games tonight, which if we have time, we'll maybe touch on. But really, we're talking okay. about games coming up on Wednesday. Let's start with the Knicks at the 76ers. Uh, the Knicks are 4-10, and 7-7 and against the spread, coming off a 123-105 to win against the Cavs. Dead last in the league in terms of free throw percentage, 29th in the league in terms of field goal percentage. Uh, Reggie Bullock's still out indefinitely. I guess that's why it's indefinitely, right? <laughs> Duh. Okay, and as for the 76ers, 
Uh, they're eight and five, six, six and one against the spread. They snapped a two-game losing streak with a 114-95 win over the Cavs. By the way, what I love about this game is for the last game for both these teams were wins against the Cavs. So there you go. Uh, third best in the NBA in field goal percentage and top 10 in rebounds for the 76ers. They're one and four against the spread in the last five games. No surprise, they are favorites at minus 13. Uh, total 213. What say you, Triple B? Yeah, you, you can't be afraid to lay the big number in this one. Uh, you have absolutely nothing going for the Knicks. I'm talking about from management, ownership, the fans, the players, the bench. R.J. Barrett is the best thing that happened to the Knicks, but it's going to be a long rebuilding process, uh, especially against Philly, a team that's absolutely owned them. They've, they've gone 0-8 against Philly dating back to last season straight up and Philly's beating them six and oh against the spread in New York in Philly they just like I said there's nothing good to say about New York and on the other hand Philly I mean good teams win and great teams cover they're nine and one straight up but yep. they're eight and two against the number so I mean if you're betting on Philly or if you're just watching Philly you've been very very satisfied this season if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The Knicks bring nothing to the table on the road. I'm going to lay that number and take Philly minus the 13 points. Yep, lay Philly minus 13. I think that's a very, very good choice. Uh, next up, let's talk Spurs at Wizards. The Spurs 5-9, and 3-11 and 11 against the spread. <laughs> talk about not making the, uh, right, the spread right there. 3-11 and 11 against the spread for the Spurs. The Wizards 3-8, and 7-5-1 against the spread. The Spurs coming off a 110-117 loss to Dallas. The Wizards coming off a 121-128 loss to Orlando. Jordan McRae may be back, may not, but I think it's uh, sounding like he'll be back. The Spurs are 1-5 against the spread the last six. They're over in six of the last seven. And the Spurs are also over in, uh, pardon me, and the Wizards are over in six of the last nine. Uh, I have Spurs minus two and a total of 239.5. What have you got? I'm going to go with a double pick on this game. And surprisingly, with the way these teams have been playing, you think 239 is like a little bit high. But if you look at their history, seven of the 10 games they played have gone over. And even the three games that they played last, uh, dating back to last season, two last year and the first one this year, they've both gone over 240 points. It's just like these teams aren't playing defense against each other. They're just playing defense like it's optional. And you see plenty of buckets. So. I'm going to stick with that trend, and I'm going to stick with the over in this game. Also, I think the Spurs break out of their slump. They lost six straight, and we know in this game, nobody wins forever, nobody loses forever. You'll go on a big winning streak, and eventually it'll come down, or you'll be in a big slump, and eventually you'll bounce out of it. I think they bounce out of it versus a Washington team who they've dominated as well. Uh, they just have better talent. Both teams are struggling right now, but the Spurs have better talent to struggle with, and of course, they got Greg Popovich, so... Anybody you want to yeah. get out of struggle against, it's Washington, and I think the Spurs steal this one on the road. One bucket, right? One bucket. That's it. Just two points. We just need one bucket. I think they can steal this one out there in Washington for sure. All right, nice. Uh, let's turn our attention to some college basketball, if we may. Uh, St. Mary's at Fresno State. St. Mary's the 3-1. and one. They're 1-3 against the spread. Their last outing was a 79-48 thumping of Cal Poly. Their only loss was to Winthrop. And I challenge most people out there to tell me if they even know where Winthrop is. It's not the name of your neighbor. North Carolina. Oh, no. Here we go. Count Trapula, uh, Wapo in the studio. He says North I'm Carolina. I'm from Southern California, and I challenge most people to tell me about Cal Poly. If I wasn't from there, I wouldn't know about them either. Of course they're going to rock. Pomona. Them. Right. 
Come on to California. There you go. Yeah, of I course. mean, I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. Uh, they're three and one on the year, but like you said, they're one and three against the spread. So they're winning. They're not covering. These lines are being yeah. super inflated. And this is their first true road game. Both of the uh, games were at home, and then they had a neutral site game. So this is their first true road game out there on the road. But Triple and, uh, B. They're 2-0 oh at home. Yeah, but Triple B. I mean, St. Mary's, they currently rank sixth in college basketball and three-pointers. I mean, that's, you know, even with the line move back, <laughs> I guess I guess it hasn't hurt, it, hurt them at all, has it? Uh, I mean, Not that, at all. That's why they're three and one, but yeah. that's why they're one and three against the spread. These inflated lines with them being such good three-point shooters, the oddsmakers are giving the points just a little bit too high. I mean, I don't think Fresno State wins this one, but I don't think it's a double-digit loss either. Well, let's see. Uh, Fresno State, you mentioned they're two and two, one and two against the spread. Uh, they had a big uh, 92 to 47 win against Cal State San Bernardino. Uh, six and so, three straight so, up in the last nine. And uh, what, what do we have? It's uh, yeah, it's like uh, minus nine and a half, right? Minus nine, 128 points. Right. Of their two, of their, you said they're two and two, but the two victories both came at home. So they're yeah. they're going to fight good at home. And I don't think they can win, like I said, but I don't think they're going to lose by 10 points. I see no. this one by like five or six late. I even think they can lead at the halftime, maybe get a little money line action on them. Oh, 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 you're getting it down and dirty from Triple B right there. You're hearing it right now. Uh, Fresno State could be leading at the half. <clears throat> it's definitely not going to go <clears throat> the nine, he says. So, look, <clears throat> if you want to make a bet, be smart when you bet. Bet with the best intelligence you can get. The best sport betting intelligence you can get, you're going to find at picks and parlays. So, let's lock this yes. one in, Triple B. We're saying uh, go with uh, the under. Yeah, we're going with the no, the over. We're going pardon with me, the, the over. over. Uh, pardon me, my bad. Yeah, the over. Yeah, and we're going with the plus nine and a half points. And we're going plus nine and a half points. There you have it from Triple B. Before we let you go, uh, anything special tonight? Yeah, uh, I got my eye on the Portland Trailblazer game. As we all know, Carmelo Anthony is back, and uh, I don't know how that's going to go. <laughs> He's well, been out of the league. For some time, I mean, to me, the Lakers were going to pick him up, but I think he's a black hole. So I was glad we stayed away from him. Obviously, Portland's seen something in him. He's been working out, and he's going to make his NBA debut tonight against the Pelicans. Well, Triple game B. I, yeah. Triple B. Let me just tell you, I, I seen something on uh, Camelo Anthony, and 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 if you guys get me drunk enough one day, I will tell you the story when I projectile vomited all over Carmelo Anthony. So um, nothing personal, by the way. He was a very nice guy, I have to say. But, you know, I did manage to upchuck. And I think it's an important story to tell today on World Toilet Day that I can share well, this moment that I had with the great Carmelo Anthony with our, our listeners. You should have led with that, man. I could have took some time off from my picks. You should have led with that for sure. Next time you got to lead with that one, Nick. All right. What else you got? Uh, that's it for tonight, man. Like, it's pretty much just a, a normal slate. We got our hockey. We got our college basketball. We got our pro football. It's so many sports going. Right now, you can get my passes. We get every single pick I release from every single sport, playoffs, and championship picks included for one low price with that VIP All Sports Pass. That way, you don't got to pay per day, per play, and per sport. Watch them all and make a lot of money right now. Yeah, go to picksandparlays.net. You'll find loads of free picks. And, of course, our expert cappers like Triple B, Tony Brown, right here, talking basketball. He covers a lot of sports. Tell you what, I'm lucky enough to have El Huapo in studio with me right now. Craig, do we still have the 449 special going on? No. Do we have anything else going on? Monthly special. Monthly special. And what is that? All picks per month, 349. 
All picks for a month, three forty-nine. That's like ten dollars a day. That's that's like uh, Christmas in middle of November, guys. I mean, you can't afford not to get those plays right there. Don't be a numpty. Right. Arm yourself with the best information you can get. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get it at picks I and parlays. I love the new nickname, by the way, too. Triple B Brown Bookie Buster, because that's what we're out here doing, man. Breaking bookies. It's way better than bandwagon, so I think we can stick with that one. And better than TB. All right. Thank you very much, Triple B. Coming up next, College Football with LT Gray. Well, welcome back to Picks and Parlays. I'm your host, Nick Ibrahim for Chelsea Messenger. We are killing it today, this World Toilet Day, in celebration of the commode that we all know and love. We're giving you loads of free picks here on the show. Uh, who better to bring in for this segment to talk some college football? He is Tigre. Hear him roar. Tony Tellez joins us today. Uh, Tony, how are you doing today, World Toilet Day? I'm doing very well. You brought up World Toilet Day. I was just thinking about the new stadium there in uh, UNLV football. And I was wondering, if uh, the, will they meet the quality standards of play in that new stadium there in Vegas? Will they meet the quality? You mean UNLV or the toilets at the new stadium? UNLV could buy both. UNLV. Well, you know, we can talk about the UNLV program. We'll probably have a couple of minutes. In fact, why don't we do it? You know, the UNLV program is searching and crying out for, and I know the boosters are, for, you know, to make that big push so that they can become uh, one of the top tier uh, uh, college football teams. You know, stadium's been a problem. Sam Boyd has been a poor stadium here in Las Vegas. It's not close to the campus. It's not really close to anywhere. This is smack in the middle of the Strip. Well, the southern portion of the Strip, let's be specific. Uh, on the west side of the Strip, if you haven't been to Las Vegas, you can't miss this new stadium. Um, I think it will help it, but, I mean, it's going to take recruiting and it's going to take coaching um, at UNLV, and it's also probably going to take a little change in the way that they uh, divvy up the money uh, in terms of uh, from the state level, because I can tell you that's been one of their recruiting challenges uh, as well. I know a little bit about it, Tony, so don't ask, because you may not like what you hear. Well, uh, maybe, maybe they'll try to, you know, the ticket prices are going to be extremely expensive there for the Raiders. you got to wonder, maybe they'll go for the youth, the ticket price will be affordable, and they'll get some fans over to want to experience that new stadium should be exciting. I think that's what the Chargers are hoping for here in L.A. because they know the ramp prices are going to be sky high and maybe they'll follow the Clipper business model back 20 years ago where they just made the tickets dirt cheap and go for that younger millennial audience. Right. And, of course, hopefully they can get some fan base in there. By the way, speaking of stadiums, I just read that uh, I guess San Diego State is buying the uh, what the former Jack Murphy Stadium, right, where the, uh, where the Chargers uh, used to play. That's going to be San Diego State's new stadium. Uh, it paid what uh, thirty million or twenty-eight million for it. Was just approved, so that is definitely going to happen. Well, I think they bought it so they can pretty much upgrade it because they were leased, they were renting that stadium. Uh, they've yep. been playing there for a while now, and I can now kind of like following what USC has been doing with the Coliseum. Coliseum is still going to be there. USC is not going to go play that new stadium. They're going to play it in their, in their campus there, right into the campus there in the Coliseum, and uh, they put a lot of money into it. I think uh, San Diego State is going to fall suit. Yep, I think so too. All right, well, let's get to it. Uh, we're not talking about, well, we are talking about USC, but let's leave their future drubbing uh, till a little bit later. Uh, let's start with Colorado State, uh, Wyoming. Colorado State, the four and six, six and four against the spread. Uh, by the way, hi, Bill Morrison, Eastern Australia. He says he's loving the show. Well, happy you're joining us. Sydney, one of my favorite cities on the planet, Bill. And if you're not from there, well, I'm sorry anyway. But all right, Colorado State, four and six, six and four against the spread. 
coming off a 38-21 loss to Air Force, snapped a three-game winning streak with that win. Patrick O'Brien thrown for 2,297 yards. Now, this is not actually... Patrick O'Brien himself wasn't thrown. Uh, he has thrown for 2,297 yards, 10 touchdowns, four interceptions, and, by the way, a, a writer of terrific books, Master and Commander being one of them. I don't know if you know Patrick O'Brien was the author of that book. All right, uh, not this one, though. Uh, Wyoming, 6-4, six 6-4 and four, six and four against the spread, fell to 6-4 and four after losing 26-21, lost to Utah State. They lost two in a row. Uh, let's see. They've gone under in all four of the last four conference games. I have Wyoming, minus 7, total 50. Tiger, what do you got? All right, these are two teams from the Mountain West Conference. Of course, that's where UNLV plays. They're in the Mountain West. And I'm going to take the points here with Colorado State at plus seven. They've covered five of their past seven. And they can move the football, you know, on, on the road, averaging 455 yards, 307 passing. And we talked about uh, this junior quarterback, Patrick O'Brien, throwing the football, not from the throne, but on the stadium, out in the field, doing very well. 64% completion rate in his past two games, 290 yards uh, per, per game average. And, uh, of course, Colorado State's a team that likes that can put up points, 33 points a game on the highway. But one thing to note here with this Wyoming team, they did lose their starting quarterback, Sean Chambers, for the season with a knee injury. And the Cowboys' offense has produced 23 points or fewer in four of their past five. And, of course, uh, they're looking at a sophomore quarterback, Tyler Vanderwall, who completed only 52% of his passes with a touchdown and three picks in, in his starts uh, for Chambers. And, you know, Vanderwall started in his freshman campaign last year but after completing 48% of his passes, lost his job in the summer to Chambers. And he's not the run threat that Chambers was. And I don't think the team feels confidence with Vanderwall behind center. He threw three picks in the loss at Utah State in the last week. So I'm going to, and the Cowboys have lost two straight. Rams have won three, four. I'm going to take the points here, Nick, with Colorado State at plus seven. And if I might add, uh, Wyoming have the most difficult, uh, the player with the single most difficult to pronounce first name in the history of all sports, uh, Exazavian, is that it? Uh, Mr. Valady? How do you pronounce that name? Uh, you got me there, Nick. I, I, these days, I, listen, I have six TVs. None of them have volume. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully this one does. All right. Uh, let's move yeah. along. Kansas State to Texas Tech. Uh, Kansas State 6-4, 7-3 against the spread, 3-4 in conference, coming off a 24-20 loss to West Virginia, They're averaging 31.1 points per game. Texas Tech, on the other hand, they're 4-6, 5-4-1 against the spread, uh, only 2-6 of six in the last 8, 2-5 in conference play. Uh, they recently lost 33-31 to, to TCU. Uh, the total has gone over in 9 of the last 11 for, for um, versus K-State. K-State, we have minus one, total 57. Raw, Tiger, raw. We've seen line move here. Kansas State, uh, we've seen Texas Tech now getting the money favored. We're going to take Kansas State here at plus two and a half. Uh, the total here is 55 and a half, but I like, I like the dog in this one. Wildcats have won three straight overall against the Red Raiders and uh, covered four of their past five. One thing about Kansas State is they're defending. They're holding teams at 346 yards, only 4.1 yards to carry. And the quarterback, Skylar Thompson, is completing 61% of his passes, 10 touchdowns, three picks. But, you know, one thing about Thompson, he's a threat to run the football. He had three rushing touchdowns against Kansas, four to Oklahoma in victories. Then he stopped running the football. The team did not win. You know, when Thompson runs the football, they have won. And Red Raiders, while well, they suffered their sixth loss of the season after losing to TCU last week. And, you know, I think this sets up for Thompson to run on this team because Texas Tech is not a very good def defense 
Their form is poor in their past five games, giving up 541 yards, 412 through the air, allowing 33 points or greater in six of their past seven games. And of course, the Red Raiders have lost six of eight. I'm going to look here at the underdog, Nick, Kansas State at plus the two and a half. You know, Tony, interesting enough, um, you know, Texas Tech earlier on in the football season, you know, they were sort of the darling of everybody, it seemed, and uh, went pear-shaped pretty quickly for them. Why is that? Uh, because they lost Ellen Bowman, their quarterback. He got he was out for the season, and they had trouble trying to fill his his, his shoes. Looks like Jet Duffy will will is will will stick here at court at, at quarterback. He's performed well, but I don't know if he, he's as good as Bowman. Well, he's definitely not as good as Bowman. But the issue here with the Red Raiders has been the play of their defense. Even if Bowman was out there, I don't know if the Red Raiders would have a little more success than they had because this defense with the Red Raiders have has not been very good this season here, and that's why you see. Uh, you know, just a short favorite of two and a half. You see a home team laying less than three. You, you know, the Ryan's maker is telling you here that this is probably not a very good, a good team here, having to, you know, laying such a short number on their home field. All right, well, let's talk about a team that is very good. Let's talk about UCLA. Uh, they're going to be at a team that has just got, quite frankly, very lucky this season. They're going to be at USC. Uh, UCLA, a four and six. Those numbers have got to be reversed. Uh, four, five, and one against the spread. Uh, they're four and three in the Pac-12 they're coming off a 49-3 to loss to Utah. You know, the problem with that, it was they got food poisoning in the hotel before the game. And, you know, that happens, right, Tony? Uh, defensive issues a problem with uh, 33, a uh, little, little under 34 points per game allowed. They're 5-15 and 15 straight up in the last 20 versus USC. It's part of the master plan, of course. Uh, USC are 7-4, and 6-4 and four against the spread. 6-2 and two in the Pac-12. Last game was a 41-17 win versus Cal. Uh, total has gone under in 10-13 games against UCLA. And Laurie Laughlin's kids were going to go there. Okay, let's just leave it right there, shall we? Uh, USC minus 13, total 64 and a half. Uh, Tony, what do you got? I know it's U- UCLA. Yeah, massive I like upset. A, I, I like... I like the underdog here with UCLA plus the points. Actually, I've seen some 14s. It's moved here within the last couple hours since we prepared our notes here. You can actually find 14s out there. That's that's the consensus line right now. So there's been a little bit of money on USC right now. But I'm going to take the underdog UCLA Bruins uh, at plus 14. That's the number you can get right now. Uh, you know, one thing with the Bruins, you know, they did beat USC last year. So if they went out, they will go to the bowl. And, you know, Nick, that'd be good news because they may be playing right in your backyard there in the Las Vegas Bowl where you see a lot of the Pac-12 teams that are 6-6. Six and six. Uh, Bruins uh, covered the past two head-to-head meetings with the rivalry. And, of course, you know, with in a rivalry game, you always believe that the underdog is live. And UCLA is live because they've shown the, – they've played a lot better now. I know they got blasted by Utah. They were actually playing with Utah until that Dorian Thompson fumble in that second quarter, which kind of changed the game. Dagger but, uh, through my you know, heart. USC. T. Gray. Dagger through I know. my heart. Just I know. Right there. I know that plus that plus twenty one looked good there until that that momentum changer. No doubt about that because it just steam Utah steamrolled from there. You know, college football is such a momentum sport, and you just saw it turn around there. Uh, one thing with USC, very inconsistent. They do have they do come off a win against an offensively challenged Cal team. Uh, prior to that, they've had some struggles getting separation in a five point win to Arizona State. Uh, the, you know, USC's offensive numbers have been good. Six of their past seven games, they've averaged 393 yards or greater. At home, USC's defense, not the greatest, allowing 408 yards, 27 points a game. Uh, now, I believe, uh, Nick, here, the Bruins can generate just enough offense here to cover this one. They're going to be motivated because, again, if you win here, you win against Cal. That's 6-6. Six and six. 
that gets to take the Las Vegas for the Las Vegas Bowl for them. So uh, I will look here at the Bruins plus the, well, we had 13 and a half uh, two hours ago, but you know, I'm going to tell you, take, get, look for the 14s because there's a lot of 14s out there. T. Gray, thank you so much. And how appropriate we're talking about the Las Vegas Bowl on national, on International World Toilet Day. Don't know what else to say. All right, uh, when we come back, Higgy Smalls, Sean Higgs joins us. Let's talk some NFL. Tony, thank you so much. By the way, you can find Tony at picksandparlays.net. His expert picks are right there for you. Don't be silly. Go ahead and take a look at them right now. All right, be right back after this. Welcome back to the show this World Toilet Day. Picks and parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Nick Geaver. Now we're going to talk a little NFL with a man who loves it when you call him Hig Daddy, or Hig Popper, actually. Higgy Smalls himself, Sean Higgs. Yes. Ready to talk some NFL, <clears throat> what do buddy? You say? Happy Rocky and Bullwinkle Day today, actually. But is it really rocking Bullwinkle Day as well today? Well, you know, yes. I, that's wonderful. That's almost an <laughs> offset to World Toilet Day. Uh, but is Rocky and Bullwinkle an officially mandated United Nations international holiday? I think that's a, just an official U.S. holiday. Ah, yes, of course. Sorry. Well, uh, you know, we like uh, everyone that watches the show to, to enjoy. But if you want to go off of the United Nations, the though, Nick, if we're just <laughs> using U.N., it's actually World Philosophy Day. So we'll philosophize here on some sports betting. Let's do that, so, shall we? And get, that's got to get on the good side of the UN. Indeed, you wouldn't want to, uh, you know, irritate them. Let's uh, start with. Well, we're going to do NFL, so let's start with um, yeah. three games we've curated for our listeners and viewers. Why don't we start with Jags at Titans? How does that sound? All right, we could start Jags Titans. Let's get right to it. Yeah, well, the Jags—they're four and six, five and five against the spread. Uh, they're coming off a thirty-one to thirteen thrashing at the hands of the Colts. They've given up 480 rushing yards in the last two games. And quite frankly, they're desperate. <laughs> a loss all but ends their playoff hopes. So uh, they are fighting with their backs against the wall here. Uh, the Titans 5-5 five and 5-5 five and five and five against the spread coming off a bye week. The last game was a win against the Chiefs, uh, which of course the Chiefs uh, put that to the Chargers yesterday, didn't they? But that's a different matter. Okay, 3-1 uh, and one since Tannehill took over for Marcus Mariota, scoring at least 20 points a game since. One of the great stories, I think, this season in the NFL. Uh, it's gone over in four of the last five games. The numbers I'm looking at, it says Titans minus 2.5, total 41. Um, hmm, what do you think of this one? Oh, I'm seeing threes now. Ooh. Money's coming in on, the, on uh, Tennessee. Which, you know, it makes sense. I got to tell you, I had the Jags last week. I said, you know what? Foles coming back off the bye week. The guy's a winner. I mean, he played, what, a quarter before getting hurt? Yeah. 14 and four with the Eagles the first time around. Six and two when Wentz went down. Four and one in the playoffs. Super Bowl MVP. The guy could play. But, you know, watching last week's debacle there, I mean, he's 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 getting back in game shape. The guy's been out, out of service for three months. So, and, you know, I gotta. I, I like the Jaguars. I thought they'd be good this year with Foles. Lost season when you lose a quarterback for you know basically three months from you know game one to mid November here. I'm like a Tannehill and the Titans. Listen, he's he's a better quarterback than Mariota. Everybody was waiting for Mariota to turn into I don't a know quarterback something better, something better than what he is. Yeah. But you know Tannehill again three and one in his games, but already basically same amount of yards. Better completion percentage, more touchdowns. 
this team, you know, nine different receivers have caught touchdown passes. This is the definition of a team that is just a whole home team. They run the ball with Henry. They throw some short passes. At the end of the year, they're eight and eight or nine or seven, and yet they're in the playoffs all the time. So I'm going Tennessee. Bye week is a great bonus here. Again, Tannehill's look good in his four games. I'll ride him here. Short fave. I mean, everybody, I think the line should be a little higher, actually, believe it or not. I like Tennessee. Okay. You like Tennessee. You think it should be more than 41? Yeah. Um, you know, Tennessee's defense is good. I think they've given up more than 20 just a couple times this year. So um, low scoring. Because Tennessee, they just they just want to win the game. So they don't care if they're winning at 16-3 to three or 24-7. They don't care. They're not, you know, but. The good thing about Tennessee is you're not laying huge points with them. So, you know, that's that's right. that's a bonus. It's not like you need a, a big 10-point spread. But I think they handled this one like probably your 20-9 to 20 to 9 type game here. I think close scoring. Uh, Al Nino agrees with me, by the way. Today is a good day to talk bowls on National Toilet Day. So uh, that's right, Al. <laughs> and uh, he writes to us on YouTube. Um, you can do that as well, by the way. We're streaming live on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you put something in the comments section, we will see it and uh, hopefully talk about it, provided that the rudeness level is uh, below extreme. Okay, uh, youtube.com forward slash picks Of course, visit us at picksparlays.net, where we've got lots and lots of free picks for you. And our expert picks are ready for you when you are ready to kick it up a notch in your sports betting intelligence game. Uh, let's do Falcons at Buccaneers. This is an interesting game because, you know, it's, it's, for me, it's like how quickly sentiments shift. And when we're talking about Tampa Bay, they're 3-7. and seven. I mean, they're not very good. They're 2-8 and eight against the spread. Uh, they lost to the Saints 34-17. They're 1-5 and five in the last six. Jameis Winston's throwing almost as many interceptions as touchdowns. Jameis. Jameis. Excuse me. Jameis. I mean, I can't keep up with these names. Jameis. What was this other guy here? Zenovuvia. Whatever. Jameis Winston. Thank you. Uh, Almost as many touchdowns as inceptions as touchdowns, which is never a good thing. And then, you know, you got the Falcons. And just a few weeks ago, they were like the laughing stock of the NFL. I mean, everyone was having a real good guffaw about how bad Falcons were. They're three and seven, which is also pretty crappy. But they won the last two since that awful six-game losing streak. Uh, the last outing was a 29-3 win over the Panthers. So all of a sudden, Atlanta can't lose, right? I mean, the Falcons are just amazing. Oh, have I got this one wrong here? Well, listen, totally different team the last two weeks, obviously. Going on the road, winning at New Orleans. Listen, I had the Saints. I thought they'd cover winning outright, an added bonus there. But defense showed up. They showed up again last week on the road with Carolina. Remember, this isn't a bad team. So the shocking part was that they started out so terribly. With, you know, Ryan, well, they got on, two receivers. Oh, oh, hold on, Iggy Smalls. Hold on. I yes. mean, surely your record dictates whether you're a bad or a good team. I mean, they're three and seven. I mean, if you tell... Well, yeah, yeah, but who... Three and seven who saw them equals open up one and bad seven? team. If you're... If at the beginning of the year, people aren't saying, well, the Falcons are going to be terrible here. No, the Falcons are going to fight with the Saints to win the South, you figure. You know, that's the logical thing. And that's why you see them at at the odds they were to win the, the AFC South, <clears throat> excuse me, NFC South. So yeah, they, they go one and seven, but I mean, did you see, I didn't see that coming. Who saw that coming? I, you know, I, I still think this is a talented team. I'm not going to be shocked if they run the table here to close out the regular season. Would that, would that shock people? Super Bowl yeah, win in seven. your estimation there? Uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm just you know, trying I to mean, hold your feet they, to the fire. 
<laughs> no, I'm not not going that far. But can I see them rolling off, you know, five in a row here and finish eight and eight, nine and seven? Would that that wouldn't be shocking? I mean, if you can go, if you can go one and seven, you can go seven and one. You know, so I, I like the Falcons here. They're just playing better. Defense is playing good. Offense is playing good. Now you got Winston coming in here, Mister Turnover himself. I win six run ATS last six games. You know, I don't see anything positive about Tampa Bay. You know, they got some nice players, but you know what? That doesn't translate. By the way. Well, they're not in Tampa, though. They're in Atlanta. But you said you didn't see anything good about Tampa Bay. And I said, yes, and it's very humid. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm not a big Tampa. General geographical statement than a statement about this particular (laughs) match there. Come on. I I don't. I've never been to Tampa. I've been to Sarasota. Let's go. I've, I've been to Sarasota and I've been to Orlando and Miami. That's it. No, uh, I was called an elitist no on this show a couple of days ago, and I'm just proving that I am truly am an elitist indeed. So uh, bear you, with me, folks. You know your weather. You know your weather in world holidays. I, I just know it's like miserably humid in Florida, okay? It's unbearable. Oh, yeah. there. It's very nice, but it is. Is that unbearable. all Florida? See, I didn't think it was all Florida. Was that bad? No, it's. Uh, anyway, no, no disrespect. I heard like you get a little north, it's not too bad. No disrespect to my fine friends who are Floridians. All right, uh, so what are we taking? You're taking Atlanta and the points on this one? I'm taking Atlanta. The line's actually moved up to four and a half some spots, so, you know. All right. It opened up, it was short. It was like a two, it was like, a, this line was like three to start. Now it's chirping up, so I'm not the only one thinking Atlanta's going to get it done. All right, Higgy Smalls, let's move on. Colts versus Texans. Yes. Colts six and four, five, four and one against the spread. Uh, it's a battle for first place, though, in the AFC South. And no Marlon Mack without him. He's missing... Uh, uh, 61% of the rush and 20 that, you know, without him, this is interesting. I mean, this is a huge part of the team and he's not there right now. And that's a big, big problem for the Colts. Uh, this, uh, stat I have here that 61% of the rushing yards came from him alone. 25% of all offensive production. Uh, that's a problem. Uh, the Texans are six and four, five and five against the spread. A 41, seven loss to Baltimore. Uh, this was a short week for the Texans though. So could be interesting. Houston minus 35, total 45 and a half. Colts 10 and 1 against the spread against a team with a winning record. Texans are 2 and 8 versus a team with a winning record. Uh, the under is 13 and 3 when it's a full moon and the wind is blowing at 6 miles an hour and there's nothing on the telly. <laughs> you know, you said 3 and a half. I'm seeing fours. This line is actually moving up here on Houston with the short week. Um, I got to say, I like the Colts. I like Indy here. I know, you know, Mac is out. Hilton, you never know what you're going to get out of this guy. He's been banged up most of the season. But I got Brissett back. You know, if he's under center, they're just a different team. Uh, five and one, last six, straight up against Houston. Three of those wins have with has been with Brissett behind center, not luck. Head coach and edge. I think we have that night and day edge over O'Brien and Texans. And so Texans got mauled last week. Yeah, this is like, oh, we got to come out and prove we're not this bad. I don't know. Uh, Colts defense is solid. And I've said it before, 100% healthy. I see this Colts team fighting the Patriots and the Ravens to get to the Super Bowl. That's how I, I think they're a good balanced team. And I, I'm going to find out. Listen, I, we're getting three and a half. I could get four. Wonderful with the Colts. But um, I, I'm taking Indy here. I know it's a, a risky play when you don't have a, your big back there. But the offensive line side off the, the my biggest worry when you take Indianapolis is you know my field goal kicking because Fenneteri's mm-hmm. leg is I mean he's forty five his leg's probably about seventy five because mm-hmm. he's missing extra points he's missing field goals so you know hopefully that doesn't come to hurt us we are getting points which is you know 
better than him missing a, a field goal and you win by two instead of five. So we're getting points here. So, so uh, you're saying the Colts, it's from division rival. Four. Is that right? Yeah, it's up, it's up to four now. Yeah. So, and, and it's funny, this line opened at six, mm. dropped down to three and a half, up to four threes, fours. So a lot of movement. I guess you got the injuries, bug circling. People don't know what's going on there, but I'm all in on the Colts. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of uh, the head coach. I, I like Brissett. As I said, many times we do this guy. He took over. Luck was hurt one year. People, I think, thought it a whole lot. The guy is a good NFL quarterback. He's not terrible. He's not a terrible quarterback. Everybody thinks he's like some backup in there. No, he's not. Give the guys credit. Give the credit where credit's due. He's, he's solid. Remember, this what? guy was picked by the Patriots. He was pretty good with them. They traded right. him away. I don't know. I, I like him. I like the Colts. I like the Colts. Worst Quietly quarterback turning in the league into right a, now. a dark horse team for me. Give me the worst quarterback in the league right now. Worst quarterback in the league right now? I've got to be Trubisky. I mean, by far, that's – I mean, I, I can't – I mean, when we're going to throw Haskins in there after one start, I mean, I'm not going to do that to the to poor kid. And, you know, you get you – know, it's unfair to say that about somebody like Rosen down in Miami. You start yin-yanging guys out like that. Come on, man. Especially Miami's doing a total rebuild. Oh, let's just trade away our best offensive lineman and put a – he's basically a rookie who is behind a crap line in Arizona – and they do it to him again. This is how you ruin guys. Like, I, you, you never know if he would be good because he's not in a solid program. Hopefully next year he gets a shot. But, you know, if they're, they want to take who, I mean, I don't know if they're going to get Burrow or, you know, two is hurt. Who are they going to take? Hurts. You know, uh, the kid over at Oregon. I don't know. I think Rosen deserves a shot. If you could take a guy that high, any team, I think he deserves a fair shot. Rosen, and that's the He's guy not getting a fair right shot. There. Haskins not getting a fair shot. You know. All right. It's tough, it's, you know, it's tough with these kids. You know, everybody's on the hot seat, the coach, the GMs, everybody. Higgy Smalls, Sean Higgs, thank you very much. All right, buddy. If you like what Sean says and you want to see his picks or get more of them, you can do that at picksandparlays.net. And, of course, we have lots of free picks on the site for you as well, not just our expert picks, but loads of free picks, game analysis. It is really, if you're a sports better or a sports fan, you can spend most of your waking day soaking up everything. <laughs> that we have to offer at picksandparlays.net. And don't forget, what better way to surf on National Toilet Day, World Toilet Day. All right, up next, recap of all of today's picks. Be right back. Well, welcome you back to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Nick Gieber, in for Chelsea Messenger. Find me on Twitter at Nick Gieber. And don't forget to tune in uh, each and every weekday from 4 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 1 p.m. on the left coast, uh, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also stream live video on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, we've had oh, Al Ninos, by the way, agreeing with me. Tampa is bad, both the Bucks and the weather. Thank you, Ninos. I feel... You know, I feel better now that somebody agrees with me. But you don't have to agree with me. You have to listen to what our cappers have to say. And we've had three of the best of our stable on with you today. Uh, let's look back at our picks to give you a recap. Tony Brown, Triple B, gave us his, his NBA picks. Spurs at Wizards, take the Spurs minus two. 76ers at Knicks, we said take the Sixers minus 12 and a half. And college basketball, St. Mary's at Fresno State. Take Fresno State plus nine and a half. Then we had El Tigre himself, Tony Tellez, and his college football picks, Colorado State at Wyoming. Take Colorado State plus seven. Uh, UCLA, the best team in the history of college sports at USC. Take UCLA plus 13 and a half. 
always take UCLA. Kansas State, uh, Texas Tech, take Kansas State plus two and a half. And we uh, topped it all off with Sean Higgs joined us on the show with his NFL picks. And this is what Higgy Smalls had to offer for you. Colts at Texan, take the Colts plus three. Uh, Buccaneers at Falcons, take the Falcons minus four. And the Jaguars at Titans, take the Titans plus three. That's going to wrap up the show today. Hope you enjoyed it. Remind you to tune in tomorrow right here at the Sports Byline Broadcast Network or live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, you know, it, all the social media stuff. Check out our website, picksandparlays.net. We have loads of free picks. And by the way, tonight, if you've been looking for more NBA, we've got our NBA Rapid Fire with Ali Burns. You don't want to miss that. Tune in at our website, picksandparlays.net. Until tomorrow, folks, have a great night. Bet responsibly, be sensible, and always bet, win, repeat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.